everybody. Welcome to episode number 186 of the Deaf Free Dad podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome Mary Jurling on the show. Now, Mary is here to share her story and talk about a topic that really hits very close to home for me as well, and that's caring for special needs kids and the challenges that families face, not only financially, but also in advocating and getting these special needs kids the help that they need to succeed in life. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experience the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial security. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom. Hey, how's everyone doing today? You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Deaf Free Dad. And as always, guys, welcome to today's show. Remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. Uh, you can head over to our main website at thedebtfreedadpodcast.com. Check out episode 186, along with all of the other episodes that are out there. If you're looking to save more money, pay down debt, reduce financial stress, you're going to find so much great information there. So make sure you're checking out all of our episodes on a weekly basis. And uh, as you guys know, we come up with a new one every single week, and it's so great for you guys to be able to take some time and uh, listen into this and focus on your finances. And uh, as I today, as I said today, we got a great special topic, you know, a little bit different than we normally talk about here on the show, and uh, a little bit more unique to uh, individuals' circumstances, but definitely in my family. And uh, I was so happy that uh, Mary was uh, willing to come on and chat a little bit with us today. So I'd like to welcome her to the podcast. And Mary is a single mom who resides in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mary prides herself on promoting and looking at the strengths and uniqueness of individuals towards better interdependent communities who answers the race question on surveys and applications as the human race and has used her experience in raising one of their children with disabilities uh, to help others. I would also like to add that Mary is a past Roots member as well, which is really, really cool. And uh, she's had some great success in improving her finances along the way. And uh, Mary and I have also connected here, and we are working on a special project with Mary is going to share here in just a little while, which we are really excited about uh, releasing here. And uh, we haven't really talked about this a lot on the podcast, so I'm excited to share that information with a lot of you here uh, that are listening. But uh, Mary, thanks for coming on and uh, being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Brad. I'm I'm excited to kind of share what's been going on and, and it's a little bit about my struggles in life and uh, both, uh, you know, as a, a single mom uh, with a child with disabilities, as well as, you know, financial struggles that yeah. go along with that. Yeah. 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 Mary and I have been talking for, for, it's been a year, Mary. It's been a year. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, now, so uh, we got, we got connected with this project we're going to be talking about here in just a little bit. So uh, Mary and I've been meeting pretty much weekly now for an entire year. So we're like good buddies now. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, if you could, can you, um, take a minute to share a little bit of your, your, your history, your backstory. Um, you, you have three kids, one of those with disabilities, you know, what challenges do you face as a single mom, maybe financially? Um, how did you make it all work and, and what types of things did, did you kind of, uh, uncover as you went about this journey? Cause I've, I mean, obviously I've talked about my own journey, having a special needs child and some of the financial struggles that come from that, but uh, what was your perspective on that? Well, I guess I'd have to go back to when my son was born. I realized um, it was just kind of like, oh, this this is 
like so symbol <laughs> symbolic of of my my journey with him um that when he was born my epidural like wore off on one side of my body and was oh, and, no. and and i and i didn't feel anything on the other side to where they had to like hold one of my legs during his birth um <laughs> so it's like being a mom of a person or a child with disabilities is the biggest challenge, but also the greatest joy that there are just so many things in our journey throughout our journey that were like, you know, I I'd stare up at the, uh, the sky and I'm like, God, why me? You know? And, and after a while I realized that I just had to stop asking the devil into my life. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt God just create, you know, whispered to me, I made you for him, you yeah. know, and, and it was, there was purpose in, in me being his mom. Um, oh, and Mary, purpose- you are, you are touching it to feels way too early in this interview right now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> But there was also purpose uh, of him being my child, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, but you know, from his birth, you know, there was that all the pain and no pain, <laughs> you know, and just his his cute Mickey. Ma- I used to call him Mickey Mouse cheeks. Everybody wanted to pinch his cheeks. He had the biggest, yeah. cute, cutest <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> um. You know, it's just it's life for everybody. But with um, parents of children with disabilities, life is a lot harder Um, and it's a lot lonelier, too. Um, And it's more so harder when you're a single parent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So um, my son has uh, high ability autism or also known as Asperger's, meaning he's really darn smart and because of that he's kind of manipulative sometimes just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) um he also has adhd um so he is um oh the other thing with Asperger's, they you know because they have like super sensory like their other senses are like really heightened. Like if I need to have a private conversation, I literally have to go take a drive around the neighborhood because I can't have it in the house. His he has really good hearing. Um, with ADHD, you know, keeping him at, on task, he can only take one task at a time. Sometimes I still struggle with that, and he's now twenty three. Okay, <laughs> but he's learned to advocate for himself, and and he says, "Mom, one thing at a time." Okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, and then th- the most difficult part of his disabilities as he was growing up and in his we've come so far <laughs> from this yeah. um, is a s- obsessive defiant disorder where it was all primarily directed at me. Yeah. Um, sometimes it was his teachers. Sometimes it was his siblings. Um, and it was not pretty. Um, and on top of that, his psychiatrist put him on a medication, um, that made him psychotic. Um, you know, he was hearing and seeing things hurting himself and, you know, our, our family tearing up my house. Um, and, um, that journey for advocating for him, for what he needed to heal from that and to, 
I mean, it was so bad, Brad. At one point, his psychiatrist actually gave me her personal cell phone number. Wow. Because he'd been in and out of the hospital. And I'm talking the psychiatric hospital. I'm not kidding. Five times in three months. Um, It was where I had, through my journey, I learned to when you know, he was hurting myself or hurting somebody else or people or things. The rule was don't hurt people or things. <laughs> That's was the, the written rule we got to. Uh, and I always say we, but it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, I, I, I called the cops. I learned to ask in, in Indiana to ask for a CIT trained officer. Not all police officers are trained in crisis intervention training um, in dealing with mental health. Um, matter of fact, we just had an incident this week um, and we continue to have them here in Indianapolis um, about uh, people with disabilities where they get shot and killed by the police because all the police officers are not trained um, in uh, CIT training. But I I'd learned back then, and I say back then because it's it's been quite a few years and we've gone through this journey already um, to ask for that CIT officer. Um, most people don't know to ask for that. Yeah. Um, and I was just fortunate to come across that advice. Um, so through this journey of getting him help, um, I made the hardest decision of my life. And that was to put him in a residential treatment facility, um, which was like two hours from my house. Yeah. Wow. I was wow. <laughs> Very um, blessed that I worked for a, a company that was very family friendly and I was able to adjust my schedule so that I could leave or come in to work early, leave early so that I could go see him and drive two hours once a week to go see him. Um, and he was there for 18 months. Um, like I said, it was the hardest decision I made in my life. Uh, um, I knew. Even though, I mean, as I was looking for help for him and both his psychiatrists and psychologists um, said that he needed that, um, that placement. Um, I searched and in Indiana, there was only one facility that would take children on the autism spectrum, one. And, and it was two hours away. I went to visit him. My private insurance through my employer doesn't cover and most employer private insurances don't cover residential treatment facilities um it's there are what are called mental health um gatekeepers mm -hmm. um and there's only so many spots in these places um so i went and visited the place um and it was only through his individualized education plan or IEP because that facility had a school on site that I was able to get the IEP case conference committee to do an appropriate placement for him there at that facility. Um, and I, you know, I remember just breaking down and bawling my eyes out because my son also didn't sleep. 
Yeah. He wouldn't sleep for two, three days, and then he would crash for 14 to 16 hours. So I was exhausted. My kids were, <laughs> the kids were exhausted. Um, and I was just blessed that at that time in Indiana, they were able to do that through the IEP process since then. And shortly after he finished that, they, uh, the Indiana Department of Education cut those uh, additional fundings to school systems to help pay for those things. Brad, this was at a cost of almost $400 a day. Yeah, man. And he was there for 18 months. Right, right. I, there's no way as a single mom I could afford that. Right. Even if if my insurance did cover, I'd still probably, you know, there sure would be, you know, additional monies. Um. To cover it, I, 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 there's no way I, you know, I don't know. I, I was just extremely blessed. And, um, it's funny. We have a stories of, of these three guardian angels in my family, <laughs> um, that watched over me and the kids. Um, and while he was there at the facility, I got a call at like one o'clock in the morning and before he went, he was a runner. Okay. So he would like run off and I'd have to chase him. Um, and he ran from the facility in his pajamas and no shoes at the middle of the night. And I knew the facility was two, about two miles from a major highway. <laughs> I was so scared yeah. that I was going to lose him forever. Um, and after I got confirmation from the sheriff that they would keep me updated, I just fell to my knees and started praying. And I sent my angel out to protect them. I sent all three of them. I said, we don't need you right now. You need to go get him <laughs> and protect them. And I literally, I had a vision of these white wings fighting the demons off mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, right. protecting him. Um, that was like probably the scariest part of the whole thing of it yeah. outside of knowing that sending him there, he could pick up worse habits, you know, that there's a lot of other kids that were worse off than mine right. that have been abused and neglected that had, um, deviant sexual tendencies. You know, I was just like, I, I just had to trust Right. Um, that he would be okay and that he would get what he needed. Um, but going back to the money. So my son, after he came back, he needed um, help. And we got ABA. And again, I always say we, but it's just me. <laughs> um, got an ABA therapy. And the ABA therapist would actually come to my house because again, he, this, this, this my boy, my child, he had obsessive defiant disorder. So, you know, telling him to get out of bed. Hmm, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, to get dressed, to eat his food, you know, whatever it is, whatever, you know, was an extreme challenge. Um, at one point I had to put in a, a house rule for him is for every day that he refused to go to school, that it was two days with no electronics. That was hell on our family. Okay. I like literally took the router with me to work yeah. so that he wouldn't have to have, have it after school. I plug it in when the others had kids had to get their homework done. You know, I just knew I needed to do whatever I needed to do to get him to school, you know? Um, 
but going back to the money. So I worked out with the school system that my the ADA therapy was covered by my health, my insurance. However, I had a, like a pretty steep deductible <laughs> and <clears throat> that deductible, um, the school negotiated that they would pay my deductible because it got eaten up like that first month or two of the year from all the expenses from the ABA therapy, which amounted to about $80,000 a year. And he had, um, now granted, it took me three years to fight to get him a one-on-one in school. Um, but once I learned that the school system couldn't use money as, as an excuse to provide what is free and appropriate, that's when the discussions changed at our case conference committee, um, table. Um, so that deductible will be used up at the beginning of the year, um, and the school would pay for it, but it, they're paying out like $80,000 a year. My, my insurance and I worked in HR. Okay. So I saw those clips yeah. <laughs> right. and I had to have a discussion with my broker every year. Yep. Cameron's number <laughs> my son's number one. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, what made it work? Um, Honestly, the short answer is the grace of God helping my friends and my family. Yeah, because that's a lot. You know, you're single, you're doing this all. Not only is it, you know, and just, you know, obviously my daughter's journey and, you know, your son's journey, we're, we all go on these different journeys. But, um, I mean, it's it, the emotional toll that it takes to do everything. Like, just, I'm I'm thinking about just the emotional energy it just took you Mary just to go through a lot of that stuff and and now you've got the financial side of it on top of it you know mm-hmm. and you're doing it single you know mm-hmm. it's it's a lot you know for special needs families it it really is and and a lot of people you know it and it and it hits you because you know when they're when you're having a baby or when you're going to have a baby you don't like you don't think that that's it like you know all of a sudden right. they, they say hey this is the situation and it's like it just it's like welcome to a brand new world you know it's like mm-hmm. you immediately step into this whole new role as a parent and uh you almost go into this elite level of parenthood to to be uh-huh. able to handle a lot of the things that come with it because it's it's more than just the financial side it's the emotional toll that we go through as special needs parents to advocate to be there for our kids to make sure that they're getting the care that they need to push the professionals because the professionals aren't always doing the right thing either Right. And so mm-hmm. you're pushing them, you're making it. So it's just a lot. So, man, I'm thinking about all this and I'm just exhausted for you. And I go through it my own way. <laughs> you know, yes. it's a, a good lot. friend of mine uh, throughout the years. She's like, I'm exhausted hearing the, uh, what's been going on. Yeah. I said, OK. And I we've just learned to change the discussion, you know, because there are a lot of people who can't take it. And I have lost friends and yeah. and and had issues with my family because they don't understand all the and it boils down to time you know there's just not enough time i mean brad even you talked to me uh, last week about you spent hours on the phone for one particular issue yeah benefits is and i'm still still working on it i'm still working on it yeah yeah so longer answer you know I'm thankful for my my German heritage work ethic, you know, workaholism. <laughs> um, <laughs> my passion for for learning and understanding the systems that support p- 
people with disabilities. Um, I like to read laws. I've often been accused of being an attorney or a teacher. <laughs> um, and honestly, it didn't always work. You know, there's no there's no required parent training okay in life or yeah. in, in high school especially in, in indiana and i made mistakes along the way um giving learning to give myself some grace right. was huge um in in mental health for parents with special needs right. children right you know that we're not always going to make the right decision all parents aren't going to make the right decisions as a matter of fact i i pissed off some some school administrators you know um i've had to file due processes and i've won um but you know what was important to me was to teach my son how to advocate for himself right because i know i'm not always going to be here um and towards um the end of his high school years he was coming to his iep meetings with his own agenda when we do quarterly case conference committee meetings he brings his own agenda you know or he he's learning to advocate and speak up for himself like no mom i don't want to do that or i'm not doing that <laughs> right. like oh, great awesome glad you're you're able to voice that with me so if you're not going to do it I guess I don't need to care either, do right. I? Right. <laughs> Where I'm at, because that's one less thing off of my list. <laughs> you know, and then later he might pick it back up. <laughs> oh, right. mom, I think I do need to do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's your choice because he's an adult now, you know, and um, I think this kind of goes into where, you know, we as an ed nation are for people with disabilities, we're moving towards a person-centered care. Um, and there's lots of different systems to do that. Um, I was fortunate enough to become a Charting a Life course uh, ambassador, mm -hmm. um, which is one system that gives tools for parents um, to um, utilize in helping find the voice of those people with disabilities, your child with disabilities of as to, you know, what is it that they want and what is it that they don't want in their life and that they can, even if they're nonverbal, they can speak for themselves. They can communicate just in their own way. Um, and a, a good friend of mine um, has a saying of, you know, when it comes to people with disabilities, you know, say you're, you're communicating with someone who can't hear. Well, they don't have a disability. They, they say, I'm not deaf. You can't sign. Yeah. You I, know? I, I like that when you said that. You said that a couple meetings ago, you said that. And I was, that's really good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, because everybody has their own strengths. And, right. and I, I, I keep thinking, you know, until we as a society really understand that and value those strengths and realize that we're all interdependent upon each other because we all don't have all the strengths um, that 
we're, we're really not going to thrive as a society. Um, it's kind of like how I explained to my son of, you know, what are your human resources? Who else can you reach out to, you know, and, and when you have a problem, um, because we all have um, those gifts and like, you know, there's some things I, I just can't do. I'm going to call the plumber. And one, I don't like to deal with that smelly stuff. Okay. Um, two, I'm calling the electrician because I don't want to get electrocuted. Right. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, because yeah. um, they're the, the subject matter experts, you know, um, and I don't have those th- those subject matter experts. So that's uh, the other thing with the turning a life course, you know, explores those areas that a person with special needs it can it's something is it something that they can do themselves do they need some help or do they need somebody else to do those things right and yeah. so it just kind of expanding humans minds and and thoughts about people with disabilities yeah. you know there's a lot to value like i kept telling my son throughout the years there's something god has something great for you to do i don't know what it is um, but eventually, you know, it'll come around. Yeah. I it, love that. Yeah. Um, so you, you had mentioned, you know, if you have a plumbing issue, call a plumber. If you have a electrical issue, call an electrician. Now you, you joined Roots a while back ago. You went through the program. Um, and that's how we've got connected on this project. We're going to talk about here in just a minute, but, um, can you talk about like, you know, you've, you've gone through this. I've talked about it. I've shared a lot on my podcast. Like we're a special needs family. You know, we, we've got a, a daughter with disabilities and, we found out very quickly, you know, how expensive it can get. And uh, thankfully, there's there's lots of great programs here in Wisconsin that we've been able to be a part of that's reduced a lot of those expenses for us, thankfully. But um, it's a lot. You know, it is it is a lot. And it changes your finances uh, tremendously. Um, and so you, you've obviously experienced this a lot in your life, just going through your story just now. How did, how did going through Roots help you with some of those things? Um, obviously I know you went through as, you know, your, your son was a little bit older than what he was when he was younger, but how, how did that help you? Well, I guess first I gotta, I gotta say I'm blessed that I came from a family who was pretty frugal. I'm the last of six kids. Okay. So we always had a huge garden. I learned, um, you know, we, we canned a lot of vegetables and stuff. My dad, actually charged us five cents a mile to use the car. Um, so, you know, I learned about the value. That of is money. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awesome. But <laughs> when I chose to go through roots, um, I was kind of like in a transition uh, of some of my kids. Uh, my oldest was in college. Um, my uh, one child was determining whether she was going to college or not she decided not and she got her cosmetology license and opened a salon um and then you know just the expenses of taking camera and you know my son to um weekly psychology appointments and monthly psychiatrist appointments um it you know it it does take a toll on a a personal budget um and when as we talked about earlier, the time essence of parents with uh, a, a child with disabilities, uh, I found I was eating out a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, yep. I remember one time I had, had all three kids in three different schools for six years. Oh, I, my gosh, Mary. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. There was a time uh, when my mom actually um, was homeschooling my son because of his behavior. Um, and um, he had 17 suspensions one semester where I I had to call for uh, the manifestation meeting. Yeah. Um, it should have happened at Ted. Yeah. Um, but I just needed to get a hold of my spending and, right. and get more disciplined. Um, and I needed some help with that. You know, I was tired <laughs> just being a, you know, single mom with three. Um, so I did go through roots. Um, I, you know, started my back up my emergency funding. I was able to save enough money um, to pay cash for a new air conditioner and furnace for my house. Uh, I paid cash for a newer to me car um, that I still have to this day. Um, And through frugal planning, um, I was blessed to be able to quit my job. Yeah. Um, and take care of, help take care of my parents. My dad had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. He still does. He's still around. Um, and my mom got blood cancer. Um, so to help get him into a memory care unit um, and get her blood levels normal, which they are. Um, and then take her on her last road trip to mm-hmm. for her sister's memorial um, was just such a blessing um, to be... And this is what you talk about, you know, that debt freedom. Yeah. That I, mm-hmm. um, in addition to that, since, you know, going through roots last year, I almost lost my life. Yeah. Um, I got COVID pneumonia and I got a abscess on my spine um, that the doctor told me that 25% of people who like had symptoms and stuff like me don't make it. I ended up spending 16 days in the hospital and uh, another almost six weeks in a nursing home having to relearn to walk because it messed up, you know, the spine. I had to have emergency spine surgery. Um, To not have to worry about how I was going to pay my bills while I'm sitting in this nursing home, which was the most awful experience I ever experienced in my life. Uh, It was... Um, and I was thinking my parents are in this, you know, type of facility. I mean, the nurse almost gave me the wrong medicines. They, um, there was other stuff that was just wretched, awful. Um, but to not have to worry about how my mortgage and utilities to be paid, my son's at home. I very fortunate again, and, and bless the family and, and friends. I have wonderful neighbors that made sure that, cause he didn't cook or clean myself. Yeah, right, right, right. staying with me. Um, that I had one friend that sent uh, groceries. I'm like, that's great, but he doesn't cook. So you got to send stuff. It's microwavable. Um, another friend, we were just joking about this, um, passed him a pizza through the window because he's very, um, he has social, you know, sure. he's, he doesn't do socially very well. <laughs> so we were joking about that the other day, the, the pizza through the window yeah. <laughs> gal. Oh yeah, mom. I remember. Okay. <laughs> um, so that I could focus on healing. Yeah. So man, you've had, you've gone through so much and, and 
warrior comes to mind for that, right? I mean, just everything you've gone through. Not only that, but you, so just last year, you went through all these major medical issues. Then you come knocking on my door and like, Brad, check out this project, right? So this is the kind of person Mary is. Like here she is, she's going through all of this stuff, almost loses her life, still healing herself. And now she comes knocking on my door wanting to still advocate and help out families with disabilities with a new grant opportunity uh, that the state of Indiana came out. Can you can you talk a little bit about this uh, this program that we're about to do? Sure. Um, so as part of my advocating for my son, I watch um, news and uh, snippets and I, I look at websites and stuff for the providers that give him service um, so that I can hold them accountable for providing the services that they're supposed to provide. Um, they don't. I'm not saying that all the providers don't provide the services that provide, but some of them don't. Um, and so you got to learn. Um, I felt I, I needed to learn what was important. Um, and so I found out about an innovative uh, pilot program grant and be, having gone through roots and knowing the importance of personal finance is not only to people without disabilities lives, but especially um, as I'm helping my son navigate all these systems and finding these restrictions on his income um, and resource limits. Um, I really felt that it was a great opportunity to bring Brad's Roots of Personal Finance program to individuals on a waiver, a disability waiver in Indiana. So I asked Brad if he'd partner with me on this grant and told him I'd write the thing thing um, <laughs> <laughs> and manage it. <laughs> um, but I just needed, you know, him to help uh, participate with me and, and spend some time on it, which yeah. is uh, when we started this conversation. Of, we've been meeting every week for a year now. <laughs> every week. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Um, so our, uh, we applied. Um, Almost a year ago. Yep. It was the end of August that I end asked you about yep. it. Yep. Um, and we were accepted. Uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what did I just get myself into? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> um, so I'm just blessed. So we expanded. We're doing expansion to add some curriculum to Brad's program for um some high school students that are on a disability waiver and their parents or guardians so yeah. it's a multi-generational approach right um and we're expanding the program to add information about special needs trusts working while we're receiving benefits and the differences between a supportive decision-making agreement, a guardianship or POA. And all of these topics are stuff that I've been researching for my son because he's at that age and, and he started to want to work. And, and so I was like, dang, another blessing. I'm getting paid to research this stuff for my son. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of it are some of it I already looked at it, but I was like, okay, this is this is awesome um, opportunity. So we're doing two cohorts um, for, and they do have to be in Indiana. Sorry if you're outside of Indiana yeah. and you're not on a waiver, <laughs> a high school student on a waiver. 
Um, so this is not applicable to you, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, because the goal is to do this pilot program over um the the next year, and then hopefully we'll get approved for continuing services for um disability waiver participants as well as possibly people on the wait list because the last time i checked there was like almost five thousand people on the wait list for a waiver for those that don't under know what a waiver is um in indiana um they call them waivers um and um it's it provides additional funding for those appropriate um services that people with disabilities need um it may be anywhere from you know services for somebody who has a traumatic brain injury to um you know has disabilities with obsessive defiant disorder and needs that you know that constant supervision or they may be like in a wheelchair or other you know physically um um restrictive uh restrictions where they need assistance every day um so a waiver just provides those additional services and the funding for those services absolutely there are restrictions (laughs) you know you don't get unlimited money i mean even even our federal government has never fully funded special education and they're supposed to provide 40 percent of what the the states need but they never have um so there's always restrictions um and so it was just a way of you know i'm going through this um and so i've got to I have an opportunity to to share, you know, not only personal finance, but also some, some special needs stuff. Um, Yep. And I think, I think it brings to the, you know, I mean, like you mentioned, we, we all need, I mean, I think all of us are in agreement. Well, I should say all, most people are in agreement with, you know, the fact that we need more personal finance education and not just, you know, how to do payments and credit scores. You know, we, we need to kind of think outside the box a little bit. How do yes. we improve our behaviors? How do we improve our financial mindsets? How do we live on a budget? How do we, you know, prioritize saving? How do we, how do we do these basic things? How do we understand the basics of just personal finance? And, you know, that, that also includes people with disabilities, because again, people with disabilities are, are under even stricter guidelines. As far as, like you said, Mary, the income that they can make, it's, it's scary. Like if they're on benefits and things, the limited amount of income that they can possibly make. And, and, you know, they need to be even extra cautious on how they're handling their finances. And if we're not, if we're not teaching these kids, these things or their families, how to teach their kids, some of these things, it's like, you know, we're not really setting up these individuals for success. You know, we, we really aren't. And, and, so I mean I think it that's what I'm that's why I'm really excited because again as a special needs family ourselves working with Mary who's also a special needs family it's we understand how hard it can be and uh, mm-hmm. I I know for a fact like if I had not been in the situation that I was in where I had got myself out of debt you know having my daughter and going through all of that would have been a financial disaster it would have been very stressful and I'm mm-hmm. just very thankful that we didn't have to go through it that way but a lot of it is because of the work that we've done and now that we're teaching other people to do. Um, right. Which is what I love about this program. You know, and it's not, you know, we're not sitting here saying it's the fix all and be all, but it, it will definitely help so many people um, that are stressed about their finances and easing a lot. Of, I mean, just look at Mary and what she was able to do since, since joining and going through it. Um, it's incredible. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. I, I, 
I'm, I'm nervously excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hit it home, Mary. I know we're going to hit it. It's just like, okay, we're going to keep working every day a little bit, a little, just like your program, you know, over, you know, doing 10 to 20 minutes a day, you know, on your personal finance. When you, when you have goals, you just work a little bit more every That's day right. on them. A little yep. bit every day. All mm-hmm. right, Mary. Well, thanks so much for, for being here. We appreciate you sharing your story. And uh, I just also wanted to take the opportunity to allow us to share this uh, amazing project that we're going to be a part of here at Defrey Dad. And we're really, really excited about it and uh, interested to see how the next two years go. It's going to be fun. Yes. Thanks for having me, Brad. Yep. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So the Totally Awesome Debt Freedom Planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances. Whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning, and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the Debt Freedom Planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together, this planner is perfect for you. Head over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. All right, that sound means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And as always, I just wanted to thank Mary for coming on and joining us. And again, proof that, uh, you know, no matter what your situation is, you know, if you make your finances a priority and you learn these basic fundamentals of personal finance, things like budgeting, saving, living below your means, uh, learning to improve your mindset, behaviors, choices, habits, uh, time and time again, no matter the situation, we find that uh, you can improve your finances no matter the challenges that you're facing. And Mary is just another perfect example of that story. Uh, again, having more success with her finances after going through Roots. And uh, we're really excited to be able to partner with her uh, in this IPP program that we're going to be working with down in the state of Indiana and uh, offering this program to uh, other families with disabilities to help them with their personal finance education and uh, hopefully ending some financial stress for a lot of those families. So uh, great and excited to be a part of that. So celebrations today, Terry at Computaro. Uh, I paid $812.72 towards debt. I added more buckets to my Ally account and automated deposits to them, which by the way, if you're listening to this, I love Allied Bank. We do not have any sort of affiliate to them, but we just love them. Lots of great tools. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out. Uh, She says, it will be great. It will be a great feeling when those bills come due and I already have the money saved to pay them. So Terry, awesome debt payoff and using those sinking funds and saving. Great job. Ashley Wood used budgeted cash for all school supplies clothes for my kids and I didn't go over which is amazing was able to even finish their Christmas with the leftover amount man Ashley crushing it getting Christmas done too she says I got my budget completed and staying on track emergency fund is still intact even after a 450 hour emergency fund visit I'm sorry emergency room visit and ate at home all week big win for our house huge wins for your house Ashley Uh, again proof that the stuff we're talking about here on the show uh, works. So great wins. Uh, Erica Richards, five credit cards now with zero balances. Erica, incredible. She says first zero based budget is done. It's messy, but it's done. And that's great. And sending $300 to my emergency fund this coming week as well. Erica, great wins this past week. Mary Southard got an email from a credit card. Seems since I haven't used the card in over two years, they were wanting me to close the card. Well, 
save them the trouble. I called them and said, I'm going to close that account now, uh, which is awesome, Mary. Mary is on the streak of no credit card now, credit card use now for three plus years. Mary is crushing it, doing very well. Uh, great win, Mary. And then Aaron Hood, final last one today. My student loans are officially paid off, which, by the way, for Aaron makes her completely debt-free now. Huge congratulations to you, Aaron. I know you worked so hard on that, getting that achievement uh, such a great, great win. So huge congratulations to you guys. And congratulations to all of you guys and our debt-free dad podcast listeners out there who are working at doing their finances different, wanting to reduce financial stress. Uh, we know it's hard work, uh, but the hard work is worth it. So hang in there. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, hey, please give us a share. We appreciate you guys, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Brad Nelson Debt-Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit balancedsense.com. That's balancedsense, C-E-N-T-S, dot com. Catch you next week.